재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Signs of the Times is where we pick out some of the stuff you can see right here, right now, all around us, and find out a little bit more about the backstory and about what it means in the bigger story about Korea. Hee Jin Gu walks me through that every week. She's a former foreign, foreign correspondent here in Seoul that I saw many a time covering news stories here when I was in that game as well. She currently works for an NGO that studies North Korea and future unification scenarios between the two Koreas. She is the perfect person to talk about this upcoming North-South Summit with. Good morning, Heejin. A dour and drizzly morning to you. It is a very literary morning. Mm -hmm. You want to curl up and read something very dense, don't you? Oh, very much so. With a big pot of tea. Okay, so um, Friday, Summit, North-South, no big whoop. Kim Jong-un's just going to walk across the JSA and shake uh, President's hand for the first time in history. Um, Are you excited? I am very much so. You have to I mean, be a little bit, don't you? Yes, it is going to be history in the making. I mean, it's only the third time that leaders between um, North and South Korea are going to meet, uh, shake hands, actually do some actual talking. That's right. And, I mean, back in 2000, you remember that big summit, uh, Kim Dae-jong and Kim Jong-il. The big moment was when Kim Jong-il burst out of the airport and said, hey, I'm right here on the tarmac, right? And that was a photo for history. This thing of Kim Jong-un and Moon prospectively shaking hands right across the military demarcation line is going to be amazing, I think. If nothing else comes of it, that photo will be incredible. So there, uh, it's happening technically in South Korea. In South Korea, well, um, the actual Peace House is a neutral zone, but it is the the actual building, the three-story building is located on the southern side of the Truce Village of Panmunjom. So d- definitely it's going to be techn- technically on the south side. Mm. Now, to be clear, this is uh, when you go for tours of the JSA, there are two big structures that look back and forth at each other. There's a, a big North Korean building. There's a big South Korean building. Peace House is not that building, right? No, it is not the Panmunjak on the north side, nor is it the Chayuejip on the south side. It is Pyeongwaejip. Okay. It was built back in uh, 1989 uh, on uh, in the site of a um, temporary structure that uh, was um, specifically built for non-military negotiations between the two sides. So a bit further back, it means that uh, I, I, I assume Kim Jong Un will walk. Right? It's not. It's not that far of a walk, is it? Well, that is what they're going to iron out today during the working level talks. How he's going to come to the south side from the north side? Is he going to uh, 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 come through the Pamungak, or is he going to just ride up to it um, uh, using a, a different road? Mm. What he is he going to do? Is he going to cross that demarcation line in that uh, 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 military uh, 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 compound? That famous sort of area where any tourist who goes to the JSA to see that sort of historic spot, um, it it gives you chills because the North and South are at their most tense, their most dramatic facing each other. And I would be shocked if uh, the two leaders did not embrace the opportunity to create that optic of Kim simply strolling across. But 
again, like you say, it has to be worked out. Exactly, but uh, at the same time, exactly what you said. They're going to live stream it, live broadcast it. That much they are in agreement of. Whether it's going to be in the Pyeonghwa Jip or whether uh, Moon Jae-in is going to walk up to the 38th parallel and and see him uh, cross uh, uh, or shake his hand at the at Mm-mm. the demarcation line, we do not know. Yeah. Uh, just knowing Moon's uh, savvy for images and how they read, surely a handshake across the line and then Moon sort of gently ushering Kim to the south is an optic that cannot be uh, cannot be done away with. They cannot uh, bypass that. Pan Moon it's dramatic. It's the most, uh, it is the sort of high theater of the North-South Korean division. That is correct. Um, Pam Munjam has been um, a, a backdrop of drama, of bloody conflicts, of uh, negotiation, verbal assaults between uh, the two Koreas, mm. um, and also of international drama as well. Um, during uh, this, uh, since the, uh, um, uh, the end of the Korean War back in 1953. Smack in the middle of the joint security area, which I recall President Clinton called the scariest place on earth. Exactly that, uh, in those terms, yes. Yeah. Why is it so scary? Well, uh, it is, uh, you can, it's vivid. As soon as you uh, walk up to those three uh, buildings, you see um, bil- uh, soldiers from the north staring across the demarcation, just a, a, a thin line mm-hmm. at soldiers from the south, both looking across at each other with binoculars, with guns, with... um, It is a very tense atmosphere that you cannot cannot ignore. Mm -hmm. It's it's very palpable. I mean, fresh in the memory of uh, most people who watch any news or any internet streaming stuff at all will be that dramatic uh, crossover by the soldier. Uh, when was it? It was last year, right? It was just last year. Um, he drove his vehicle, clearly attempting to cross into the south. The he, he then or Chong Song he he jumped out from his vehicle when it got stuck, mm-hmm. and he was uh, being shot at uh, by North Koreans and hit and hit. Yes, um, he. Uh, Dramatically, he miraculously survived and uh, is c- currently undergoing treatment in South mm, Korea. Mm, ridden with parasites, which we saw plenty of. Uh, and briefly, ever so briefly, a North Korean soldier crossed over to the south side, sort of trying to get him back. But even that soldier realized this is a huge mistake. I'm going to get right back <laughs> exactly. to my north side. That's how strong the the mental sort of force of that barrier is. Mm. And it has been, let's just quickly flash through a couple of the historic mm. episodes. Well, we can uh, definitely touch on the 1976 uh, axe murders mm. in which 30 North Korean soldiers jumped on um, a UN a Joint Security Force officers and killed um, U.S. Captain Arthur Boniface and First Lieutenant Mark Barrett. That was back in 1976. Um, Prompting it, what uh, USFK calls the most heavily armed tree trimming operation in history. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> operation Paul Bunyan, right. it was called. And back in 1984, three North Korean and one South Korean soldiers were killed. One American soldier wounded uh, when a Russian defector fled across the DMZ into South Korea. Uh, also, uh, aside from all this military conflict, we, we have to uh, re- keep in mind it was a, a symbol for uh, unity as well when uh, 
Hyundai founder Chong Ju Young back in 1998 symbolically drove 500 cattle uh, across the demilitarized zone and late, later 501 more uh, to North Korea as a gift. Um, and uh, he, he met with Kim Jong-il, uh, starting uh, the ball rolling uh-huh. on South Korea's um, sunshine policy towards North Korea. Now, that uh, operation was called Operation Rawhide. Did they have the whip crack at the end when they said that? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> 500 peacemaking cows that is crossing great. from south to north. I was there, actually. <laughs> I have a feeling their future that. was not terribly bright after that, but who knows. Mm. Um, and then we get to summit diplomacy. Uh, usually, you know, when they announced that, uh, when was it around the Olympics, they announced that there'd be a summit or there was a summit invitation. I remember thinking, please don't make it another pilgrimage to Pyongyang. Every time it has been a trip by the South Green leader to Pyongyang with all the pomp and ceremony. And frankly, it has looked like a, a tributary visit in terms of the optics, you know, bending over backwards to accommodate North Korea. Um, that's what uh, the Kim Dae-jong and the Nomu Hyun summits uh, really looked like, didn't it? Well, um, they did uh, go to Pyongyang back uh, Kim Dae-jong in 2000 and uh, Nomu Hyun in 2007, mm. both meeting I Kim mean, Jong-il. Story. The Kim Dae-jong one, uh, just so many unprecedented images. Kim Jong-il greeting him at the airport, uh, the flower parades as they drove to their various locales. That kind of stuff. Uh, you might you might remember Kim Dae Jung uh, walking out uh, from his plane onto those steps, and then he was looking so uh, emotionally overwhelmed. And then he saw down onto the tarmac and saw Kim De- Kim Jong Il mm. there, ready to meet him. And he was obviously shocked that yeah. he he hadn't expected that to happen. Yeah. So yes, drama played out. During those two summits, we saw them uh, uh, hold hands, uh, um, uh, tap each other on the shoulder and, and, uh, and lean into each other as they whispered. Uh, 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 and it was, it was surprising uh, coming from a, a, a decades de- oh, uh, gem- uh, of, of uh, an animosity between course, North Korea and intention. South Korea. Yeah. It was a sea change in how the Korean public felt, too, right? I mean, those images really pushed the needle in terms of how the average South Korean felt towards the North. That is correct. I mean, these two uh, summits uh, actually resulted in not just um, uh, a warming of ties and warming of uh, tensions, uh, uh, easing of tensions between the two current countries. Uh, North Korea uh, actually agreed to uh, accepting South Korean tourists to Kaesong. Mm. Uh, and also uh, agreed to a joint industrial complex in Kaesong, a mm. North Korean border town. Um, so it actually went to a more economic cooperation. Mm. Tourists uh, to Kumgang, right? Exactly. Yeah. Kum, Mount Kumgang, mm. a very famous uh, mountain district tourist destination uh, uh, in North Korea. Unfortunately, these ended in tragedy. Yeah, the Kumgang shooting. We all know about the uh, fate of the Kaesong Park. And we know that we can go back and forth on uh, North Korea nigging and this and that deal uh, breaking down. What I'd kind of like to do is to flash forward to this round of talks for just a little bit. Um, I mean, we have been at a fairly historic low in the um, North-South relationship, in the tensions on the peninsula. So all of this sort of... uh, charm offensive since the Pyeongchang Olympics 
has kind of left a lot of people breathless, right? Um, what what kind of crystal ball can we look into here? I mean, what can we what can we say? Timing is crucial. Yes, timing is everything, and we have seen um, how Kim Jong Un plays up uh, the drama of any situation, especially given his um, New Year's e- New Year's address. Um, after the, he, it started the whole ball rolling. Um, what with uh, the Olymp- Winter Olympics being held in South Korea's uh, Pyeongchang and North Korea using that as a um, opportunity to make overtures of friendship peace towards its brethren, South Korea. Now, uh, Moon Jae-in is uh, faced with a dilemma because South Korea is one of the countries that have imposed sanctions against North Korea um, uh, a lot as part of the UN and uh, as a country in itself. Unilateral sanctions. Exactly. So, it wouldn't do to sh- uh, show South Korea's allies uh, that uh, if uh, moon uh, images of moon shaking sure. uh, Kim Jong-un's hand in Pyongyang, the capital of North Korea. So what it had, what he had to do was bring it, dial it down yeah. to Panmunjom, a area that straddles uh, both North Korea and South Korea, bringing it back home. It's important to remember that Moon came to the presidency not because people necessarily were were yearning for some new change in how Korea, South Korea dealt with North Korea. He came in on uh, sort of the candlelight tide of uh, people being sick of corruption allegations and the last administration. It wasn't necessarily uh, to create a whole Sunshine 2.0, although some people probably are looking for that. So, you know, he's got to deal with a certain amount of skepticism among the public about the whole North-South warming. Exactly. The public wants answers. The public wants more more input about how the country is going to run, uh, how, how uh, they want country, the country to be run. Mm. And uh, in order to appease and, uh, and meet with those public demand, um, Moon Jae-in has been very upfront about uh, 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 the the pro- process. Um, he also uh, has promised a live broadcast of the whole um, uh, major events of the summit, which is only going to be held for the single day, mm-hmm. possibly a second. We do not know. Mm. Um, but it is uh, definitely a, t- a toned dial, uh, a dial it has been toned toned down. Uh, down from the um, three-day event that... The right. first and second uh, summit was all about. Well, uh, the bottom line here is denuclearization. None of this uh, could happen, some would say should happen, without North Korea uh, appearing to take some initial steps toward the goal of denuclearization. I still struggle with the idea of why hold a North South summit before the U.S. North Korea summit, because only the U.S. can cut the deal that North Korea wants in order to denuclearize. Isn't it a bit cart before horse? That is exactly what it is. Um, Unfortunately, uh, South Korea and North Korea cannot agree on any denuclearization measures because North Korea only wants to talk to the U.S. regarding denuclearization. What we may see between South Korea and North Korea um, are an easing of tensions. Now, uh, one local network has been airing 30-second montages symbolizing 
Keith edited to John Lennon's Imagine. Oh, really? Uh, yes. Um, much like a trailer to a movie uh-huh. with, with uh, ending in the slogan, Peace, a new start. That's uh, the official slogan, right? That is correct. That is correct. It is Pyeonghwa, Seroon Shija. Is there a Pyeonghwa Wa, Seroon Shija? No, Pyeonghwa, comma, comma. Seroon Shija. It implies that peace is the new start. Exactly. Mm. So, um, so the media is eating it up. They exactly. love it. That exactly, and and it may lead to decreasing tensions uh, between the two countries on the thirty eighth parallel, um, closer cultural exchanges, um, and, and even maybe a more permanent office that would facilitate meetings between families separated mm. uh, uh, in in the Korean War fifty years ago. Oh, sorry, uh, since the seventy or so years seven, ago. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's hard not to see the point of people who say this is uh, a wedging strategy. This is an attempt to pry uh, South Korea away from uh, the unified voice of the Rock U.S. alliance, right? I mean, North Korea has been even explicit enough to say, these nukes are not for you. These nukes are aimed at the outward aggressor, which is the U.S. You and I are brothers, right? That's clearly a wedging strategy. It is exactly what it is. I mean, if you go to a North Korean, um, uh, any tourist destination, it has souvenir postcards that depict um, nuclear weapons. And it says it is directed against the U.S. aggressors. Mm. So it's very clear, even in the, uh, no- among the North Korean public, where it is you know, uh, aimed at. But um, and, and North Korea has even gone on to say... On Saturday, that it has completed its mission for for develop, developing nuclear weapons, and it won't hold any more tests on on weapons or, or mid to uh, long range missiles. Um, and uh, President Trump even said, "Oh, it's very good news for North Korea and the world. Big progress." But, I assume he tweeted that. Of course, yeah, of course. But um, after immediately after his very very um, uh, positive feedback, uh, there was concern all around the world, not just in the U.S. but South Korea as well. Uh, really, is that what North Korea is going to do? Yeah, uh, is it is it really going to completely denuclearize? There was concern. There was um, um, uh, that it was not. It was taken with a grain of salt, let's say. There are two basic sort of goalposts in the discussion for understanding why Kim Jong-un might be doing this, right? I mean, there's, um, you know, he's finished his nuclear program and he's confident in dealing, you know, toe-to-toe with other nuclear powers as a, a peer and an equal. That's one explanation. The other side is he's all a tremble at uh, Donald Trump's threats of fire and fury, and his country is broke from the crippling sanctions which have been enforced even more under maximum pressure of the last year or two. So the question is, is he coming to these talks in the Moon and the Trump case uh, out of weakness and fear or out of strength and confidence? Oh, definitely the latter. He is uh, uh, approaching the talks in a position of strength. Okay, that, um, you, that seems very unambiguous to you. No, uh, not at all. I mean, is uh, non-ambiguous at all. I okay. mean, we, we're talking about um, a country that, according to the Arms Control Association, that has, as of January 20, uh, 2018, ten to twenty warheads and the fissile material for thirty or sixty more nuclear weapons. Now, this is not a country 
with, uh, with uh, trembling at its knees. It has its nuclear weapons. It has finished uh, uh, so-called um, uh, all the tests needed. And yet, uh, just a matter of months ago, I mean, you read all the, the comments by the, the analysts and the people who tweet and the people who are in the know. Uh, a matter of uh, just before the Pyeongchang Olympics, I think, people were genuinely concerned that some real, perhaps military, uh, conflict might be coming to the Korean Peninsula. Even that the was, calm heads out there. That were was worried. back just last year yeah. when people were buying up gas masks, yeah. buying up damyeon from, from the shelves of the nearby supermarket. And a whole bunch of it sort of hangs off of this idea of Trump as a loose cannon, either somebody who's uh, just does not care and is willing to go forward with his gut or is unknowledgeable or incompetent enough to make bad decisions, such as, you know, uh, striking North Korea. Depending on where you stand, you'll view it in one of those two ways. Yes. I'm, I'm sorry that I have to go back to President Trump and his tweets again, but his latest tweets yesterday, he said, we are a long way from conclusion on North Korea. Maybe things will work out, maybe they won't, but the work I'm doing now should have been done a long time ago, he tweeted. It's interesting. The work I'm doing, meaning uh, meeting face to face. The meet work I'm doing, as in uh, pressuring North Korea, getting uh, and maybe, maybe, just maybe, talking with Kim Jong Un in North Korea. Is there a sense in South Korea that uh, sitting across from Kim Jong Un as the president of the United States is a de facto recognition of North Korea as a nuclear state? No, that is not uh, that is not the case. Um, what we have to see uh, North Korea doing during these talks with South Korea uh, is to to make sure what North Korea to to make certain what North Korea's intentions are oh. ahead of the U.S. Korea uh, U.S. North Korea talks. But there's no end to the ways in which North Korea can spin this now. Uh, they can walk away, even if these talks are less than fully productive. North Korea can walk away and say, we sat down nuclear power to nuclear power and our arms control talks were less than successful. And he's got all of the sort of legitimacy that North Korea has wanted for decades, right? Yeah, but also we have to keep in mind that what the U.S. and all the world are looking for is complete, verifiable and irreversible dismantlement of North Korea's nuclear weapons. Let's pick this up again before the Trump summit. For now, we've got to leave things as they are with North-South. Heejin, I love talking to you about this stuff. We'll do it again soon. Thank you. Thank you.